0: So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting Bluehost.com. That's Bluehost.com.
1: Money Matters Wealthy Thinking with Alfred Edmund Jr.
2: Welcome to Money Matters Wealthy Thinking. I'm your host, Alfred Edmund Jr. What's really driving your financial decisions? We like to believe that it's logical thinking, that it's all about our level of financial literacy and education. Yes, education matters, but the truth is our emotions are the real drivers of our financial choices, sometimes for the better and too often for the worse. On this edition of Money Matters Wealthy Thinking, I'll share four emotions that, especially if you're not paying attention, will cause you to make poor and even dangerous financial decisions. And also, I have the perfect guest for this show and really any discussion about adjusting your money mindset in order to get the financial results you want. None other than speaker, author, radio show host, and media personality, Exantis Cash, better known as Ash Cash. Yup, Cash is his name. Perfect, right? He's the founder and chief financial educator of MindRight Money Management, a financial education and media company that blends psychology and personal finance with music, pop culture, and relevant news to help people do better with managing their money. Ash Cash, named by Black Enterprise as a member of the 2017 cohort of BE Modern Men of Distinction, has also been featured on other popular media outlets, including CNN, The New York Times, The Wall Street Journal, American Banker, and Essence Magazine. Trust me, this is a conversation that you do not want to miss. But first, when we know that a habit or a choice is not good for us, but we do it anyway, the issue is usually not a matter of intelligence or education, but mindset and emotion. This can be especially true when it comes to our money choices. For that reason, improving your finances is never just about boosting your financial literacy. It's also about emotional intelligence, your ability to recognize and deal with the emotions that can drive, often subconsciously, your money decisions. This is a primary focus of financial behaviorists like past Money Matters Wealthy Thinking guest Jacket Timmons, CEO of Sterling Investment Management. How you feel about money and the things you spend it on is just as important as what you choose to spend it on. If you want to control your budget instead of your budget controlling you, here are key emotions that you should constantly check for when it comes to spending your money. First, fear and anxiety. Certain money habits, including compulsive spending or overly conservative investing, are driven by fear. These can result in poor credit, excessive debt, inadequate savings, or poor retirement planning. Neither overspending or hoarding money are healthy ways to deal with fear, and in fact the resulting damage to your financial health will likely feed your anxiety. Instead of using money as a coping tool, it is critical to get to the root cause of your fears and anxieties and address them directly including considering seeking out the services of a certified financial therapist. The next big emotion that drives our financial decisions, guilt. This emotion drives many poor money decisions, especially overspending. A common example is the single parent who abuses credit cards in order to shower her children with the latest clothes and toys because they feel guilty about the absence of the other parent or about spending way too much time at work. The problem with this kind of spending is that it's a temporary solution at best, and it rarely addresses the root cause of the guilt. In fact, it can do just the opposite. In this case, causing the parent to work even longer hours to fix their finances and get out of debt, creating even more guilt when that results in giving even less attention to the kids. The solution is investing more quality time, Not spending more money to buy more stuff. Financial decisions driven by guilt are nearly always unhealthy. The next emotion that impacts how you spend your money? Anger. Resentment, anger, and bitterness are different facets of negative emotion that drives many poor money decisions, including acts of financial infidelity and or financial violence. Check out Money Matters Wealthy Thinking Podcast 24 and 38 for more on those topics. A common example is maxing out a spouse's credit card as an act of retaliation for an argument or other transgression. Any financial habit or decision designed to harm or punish another person is likely driven by anger, especially if it becomes a habitual coping mechanism. Using money this way too often leads to a vicious cycle of conflict, resentment, and even more destructive financial choices. And this unhealthy pattern is a key contributor to arguments, domestic abuse, and divorce in addition to wrecked finances. Money decisions driven by rage are always unhealthy, and the only way to avoid them is to address the root cause of the anger and seeking counseling if necessary. Finally, sadness and depression. If you use habitual overspending, whether on yourself or on others, as a coping mechanism for persistent sadness, what many people unfortunately refer to as retail therapy, you may be allowing the emotion of sadness to drive your financial choices. If you insist on believing that you shop compulsively out of boredom, not sadness, you're likely operating in denial of your real issues. The problem with using money this way is that the thrill of buying those red bottom shoes or getting that great deal on the latest mobile device is temporary, requiring more spending to get that high again. Deep depression can also result in the kind of compulsive spending that leads to hoarding. Meanwhile, the resulting financial pressures create the unhealthy emotional environment that leads to more depression and more spending. Sooner or later, Without some sort of intervention, something has to give. Your finances, your emotional health, and too often, both. Instead of spending money to self medicate, it is critical to get to the root cause of your depression and again, consider seeking therapy. Now, am I saying that getting professional help is the only way to deal with and correct emotional spending? No, I'm not. Not in most cases. For most of us, we can guard against emotional spending by merely being more aware, by slowing down long enough to think about why we are making each purchase or financial choice, and more importantly, to think about how we feel about doing it. This will give your mind time to catch up with your emotions, so you can decide the solution is not to buy something or spend money, but to address why you're bored, sad, or angry. Most of the time, you'll find that spending is not really the solution at all. You're listening to Money Matters Wealthy Thinking. I'm Alfred Edmond Jr. We'll be back in a moment. Support for Money Matters Wealthy Thinking and the following message come from State Farm, who knows that many Americans struggle with their finances and most have never been taught how to manage them. Starting today, State Farm wants to change that by giving people the tools, help, and education they need to take control of their money, putting financial well-being within the reach of everyone. Now you can find out more at letstarttoday.com. State Farm, here to help life go right. And now let's hear my conversation with my guests, speaker, author, radio show host, and media personality, Exantus Cash, better known as Ash Cash. He's the founder and chief financial educator of Mind Right Money Management, a financial education and media company that blends psychology and personal finance with music, pop culture, and relevant news to help people better manage their money. Ash Cash, named by Black Enterprise as a member of the 2017 class of B.E. Modern Men of Distinction, has also been featured on popular media outlets including CNN, The New York Times, The Wall Street Journal... American Banker, Essence Magazine, and many more. You need to really listen up as I speak with Ash Cash about the connection between your money mindset, how you think and feel about money, and your financial results. Thanks for coming on Money Matters Wealthy Thinking, and I'm really interested in this
0: conversation about the topic that you spend a lot of time focused on mind right life right, and it really dovetails with one of the things I tell our audience, if you can't get your mind changed, you can't really change your money. So talk to me a little bit about, first of all, what you've been doing and how you started your journey as a financial educator, media personality, author, speaker, and then we'll get more deeply into this idea of mind right, life right as it relates to wealthy thinking.
1: No, absolutely. Alfred, uh, thank you so much uh, for having me. You know, excited to be on the program with you. You know, I started out as, as a baker. You know, didn't really know what I wanted to do uh, straight out of high school. And so I decided to take a job as a teller at a bank. Realized I love the finance world and started to, you know, work my way up in the banking world. So I, I did everything from teller, the personal banker, to private banker, branch manager, CEO, of the credit union. Uh, but I decided, you know, I realized that, you know, entrepreneurship, you know, I, I love, you know, being my own boss. And, Uh, But also I love teaching, you know, from, you know, uh, going out and uh, volunteering at local churches and schools and teaching about financial literacy. I realized that I love that more than, you know, uh, uh, opening up checking accounts or helping people uh, manage their money and buy products and things of that nature. And so I took the pivot around 2004, 2006. Uh, and became a financial educator uh, and wrote my first book in 2009 called Mind Right, Money Right, to of the Financial Freedom, uh, and realized that I had a love for, you know, speaking, for writing. Um, and so since then, uh, I've written six books. Uh, three of them have, have been bestsellers, so Mind Right, Money Right. I also have a book called What the FICO, 12 Steps to Repairing Your Credit, uh, and also my latest book, Called the wake up call financial lessons learned from 444. I'm uh, going financial. It a gift of God of how to implement sort of financial principle, but also my um, third bestseller. Uh, and so now I just you know I travel the country, you know helping people, uh, you know change their mindset first and foremost in order to manage their money better. I help people you know, change their paradigm and, and live better lives.
0: Yeah, so you've been at this for a minute. Now, if, if we were doing this on television, people would see you look like you just got out of college yourself. But this is, this is a journey you've been on for, for now, more than, you know, nearly a decade, or actually more than a decade.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I've been on, on this journey for a very long time. Um, and, and really the great thing about being on the journey is the fact that, you know, I'm able to uh, not only, you know, give you theory based on, you know, what, what I've read or you know, or people have worked with. Uh, but in my own personal life, a lot of the principles I teach, teach about are things that I've, you know, that I've witnessed, that I've worked on, uh, that I've actually seen to in, in my life as well.
0: So talk to me about Mind Right, Life Right, how our audience can apply that to their ability to, one, adopt, what we call wealthy thinking, but more importantly for that wealthy thinking to translate into real results in terms of how they approach money and the decisions they make with money, whether they're just trying to get out of debt, they're trying to build their net worth, they have goals like buying a home or starting a business. Why is mindset the necessary first step, and how does that relate to your message, my right, life right?
1: No, absolutely. That term started to me around 2006 uh, when the movie The Secret came out. Uh, you know, it was a big phenomenon around the loop of action and, you know, thinking things into existence. Uh, and I was one of those people who, who was like, yes, you know, this, that's it. If I want something, I'm just going to think about it and it's just going to happen. Uh, and, you know, you know as, as you can imagine, that didn't work. You know, I, I had to do more than just thinking about things. There were more things to, to do. Uh, but I, I also realized that the law of action did have power, though, right? The mindset did have power. Uh, you know, there were other laws, you know, laws of the universe that you were know, just about action and karma and, you know, things that you're putting out there and, and, and the law of allowance and allowing things to happen. Like, all these things have value, but, it, but there's also the law of action, right? You also have to take action. Uh, and so whether you are, you are biblical, where it says, you know, faith is our work is dead. Like, you have to put in the work. You have to believe in what you do first but then you also have to put in the work. Um, and that's the reason why, you know, I've made the book Mind, My, life, my life, Right Life Night, Manifesting Trees Through the Loans of the Universe. And it's important for people to realize that in my 15 plus years of doing this work, the one thing that is consistent with people who are successful, people who manage their money right, people who are living the life that they uh, want to live, is that they have the proper mindset. You know, you can take the same person, the same two people, put them into the same circumstance, give them the same amount of money, and and give them millions even. You can give them a lot of money. And the person who has the right mindset will always be more successful than the person who doesn't have the mindset. Um, And so that's why it's the, the most important thing. You know, we can teach people all day long about how to create a budget, how to you know, manage their money right. And we could teach them all these principles, but if they don't get their mind right, if they don't begin to implement some of the mental aspects of money management, then they're never going to be financially free. They're never going to be able to live a life comfortably as it relates to their finances. They're not going to be able to Create a business and really thrive from that business. They're not going to be able to pay down their student, student, you know, their debt, whether student loans, whether whether it's other debt that they may have, because the mind is not right first.
0: You know, you make a great point. You know, one of the statistics that has been documented by a number of studies shows that lottery winners are often broke within five years, and the more money they win, the more likely it is that they'll burn through it. Because, again, just because you got more money, if you don't have a different mindset about how do you use it, it's just easy to, to lose it as quickly as you gained it, and sometimes even faster.
1: Absolutely. And even if you think about athletes as well, right? That's yeah. Just because you have money, it doesn't change the mindset.
0: Walk me through some of the early things that you worked them through to help them get on um, a footing that can actually benefit from the, the courses and the books and the other even free resources that you offer at at com.
1: No, absolutely. I think first and foremost uh, is really understanding what is the client's money message. And so a lot of us have different ways that we deal with money, but it's all based on uh, the money messages that we were taught are coming up. Um, And so there there are, you know, money personalities, so you need uh, to understand how to manage money. How do you view money, and why? why right? So it really important. Why do you view money this way? Why do you manage money this way? And I think that's the first aspect of helping people, you know, their mind right as it relates to managing their money right is, the, or even their life right as well is the understanding that money matters. How did you come up? You know, what, what was was money tight for you, and because money was tight. You know, you thought you made sure that you were always you know, holding on to money, but uh, it was money abundant. And because money was abundant, uh, you know, everything was given to you and you didn't necessarily understand, you know, the importance of having to work hard and do certain things for money. And so understanding, first and foremost, you know, you know the why. Why are you managing money or, or, or looking at money a certain way is the, is the first thing. But then the second thing is then understanding your right to abundance right? A lot of people that I work with, you know, a lot of them, some of them have, you know, this victim mentality or this thought process that, you know, money is evil and that the people, you know, who have money are, you know, you have to do evil things to get money. Uh, and and it's, it's not necessarily the case. And people have to understand that money is your, you know, abundance is your birthright, right? In order for you to begin to attract, the life that you want, attract the riches that you want, the first thing before you put into action, you have to still you have to first believe in it. You have to believe in the life that you want. You have to believe that it's, it's possible for you to be abundant. It's possible for you to, you know, make six figures or possible for you to be a millionaire. Whatever your dreams and aspirations are, you first have to believe that it's possible before you start to take the action that will will make it so.
0: Man, you're just hitting all the nails right on the head. Um and my wife, Sarah Green, and, and my business, The Brown Zone, where we coach people on relationship education, one of the things we teach them very early on is that you will never accept or, or take anything you don't honestly believe you deserve, whether it's good or bad. So, you know, in the case of relationships, we say, well, I want a, a great partner, but in their hearts they don't really think they're supposed to have one. And as long as you don't really, in your heart, believe that you deserve it, that it's your birthright, and and you talked about abundance is your birthright, you'll work hard your whole life, you'll do all the right things. But again, if you don't think you deserve it, you'll either not get it or you'll lose it almost as soon as you get it. So this idea of belief and deservedness is so critical, like you said, not just to your money, but to your life.
2: Again, you can get more great advice from Ash Cash and connect with him on social media, at iamashcash.com, where you'll find books, courses, and a bunch of free resources to help you set, reach, and exceed your financial goals. Also, if you have any questions you'd like me to address, send an email to Alfred Jr. at gmail.com, and I'll answer them on future editions of this podcast. That's Alfred Jr. at gmail.com. Or you can direct message me on Instagram or Twitter at Alfred Edmund Jr. This is Alfred Edmund Jr. with Money Matters Wealthy Thinking. Be sure to check out my latest free ebook, Buy Love, Get Trouble, Sell Love, Get Screwed How Decisions in Pursuit of Sex, Love, and Relationships Impact Your Career, Business, and Financial Success at GrownZone.com forward slash Buy Love, Get Trouble. And don't forget to subscribe to Money Matters Wealthy Thinking on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. And if you like what you hear, leave a five-star review. I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. at AURN.com. Thanks for listening. Looking forward to seeing you back next week.
1: Money Matters Wealthy Thinking, a product of American Urban Radio Networks.